And good morning again. Alrighty, let's see here. Looks like our hymn of invitation this morning is 284, O Come All Ye Faithful. And we're having children's church or so. Alrighty. Well, you all have fun and try not to get in any trouble over there, alright? <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, certainly, as we continue, I guess this Christmas weekend, as we think about, uh, of course, Christmas being on Friday, and we really have that opportunity to celebrate it all weekend long, but uh, this is really, and we may not have thought about it, this is our last Sunday of uh, this year. Uh, in some ways, I'm tickled to death for that to, to be the case. In other ways, not so much. Uh, but uh, certainly, it's good to be here. If you're signing on to Facebook Live or onto YouTube later, we're happy to have you and want to welcome you as well. It's always a privilege to share in God's Word with you, and especially as we draw to the uh, end of another year that we've been blessed with. Uh, we've made it through it. I know for a lot of us, uh, this has been the toughest year that we've experienced. There's others, our older folks, uh, that this may not be the toughest year. This may be one of, uh, one of those years that they uh, will always remember. But it, uh, I think we can all agree it's been a doozy. Uh, we've all faced challenges this year. Work and school and groceries and toilet paper and wearing these masks and hand sanitizers and the don't stand too close to me, and it's to me, it's goodbye 2020, goodbye and good riddance uh, for this year. Uh, it has been tough, no doubt, and not, not to give up. It's been hard to be uh, encouraged all year long. I realize and understand that. I mentioned last week about that we're not a defeated people and uh, that we shouldn't live like we're defeated. We as Christians have victory, and that's what I want us to rem to remind of, and and that's I want us to think about victory. Uh, I want us to forget about the doubts and the and the the despair and the trouble, and and no doubt the uh, the song that we sung there, no peace on earth, as he hung his head, and and you think about that in the time that we live in right now. But but here's the thing about it: if we rely upon man. For our victory, we would be just like that man in the song that hung his head. Now, there is no peace. The world mocks the words of this song. But we don't, re we don't rely on man for that. Just like the song reminds us that it's God that gives us our victory, that God gives us the peace, the hope, and uh, that God is alive. And I want us to, to think about in this morning's sermon. Uh, I had to think a long time about the title for this. So uh, it's Victory in 2021 is the title of this morning's sermon. And that's what I want us to think about because 2020 had plenty of its, I'll say, defeats in many ways. Uh, because we had to change the way that we did so many things throughout the course of this year. The, the so many things in our normal life that we do, suddenly we're dashed. But that doesn't mean that we're defeated. That just means that our life that we live day to day 
was not as we normally expect it to be. We can still have victory. Victory, according to Webster's, and I want us to think about this, is an act of defeating an enemy or opponent in battle, game, or other competition. And what we have to remember is that the battle that we are in is a battle that's been going on since creation, since the garden. Since uh, the serpent came in and tricked Eve and she influenced her husband and they both, they both entered into sin because of that disobedience. It's been a battle of good and evil ever since. And we're still locked in that battle of good and evil today. And people want to make it more complicated than that. But it's not more complicated. It's just that simple. It's a matter of good and evil. God's word versus those that refuse to yield to God's word. And that's what I want us to think about this morning. I want to look at five keys to victory that we can have, that we can claim in, in 2021. This will be a good sermon if you, if you like to make marks in your Bible and and mark down scripture to go back and reference and, and use for encouragement later on. This will be one of those sermons that would be handy for that. So uh, if you want to mark in your Bibles. Because I want us to look this morning at victory. And I want us to be reminded as we start is what is it that we have victory over? Well, John 16 is where we will begin. If you want to go ahead and turn in your Bibles. John chapter 16, verses 22 through 24, Jesus says these words to his disciples and to us ultimately when we think about this. He says, and ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again. And your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Here too have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. Folks, we have victory over sorrow. And that's what he's telling his disciples. He said at that point they had never prayed in the name of Jesus because he hadn't really taught about being an intercessory uh, in prayer for us. But what we see here is he's calling for them and for us to call in the name of Jesus. Call, pray out, pray having faith, and if it's God's will, it will happen. It's just like I had mentioned uh, all before back in November when we were all upset and all worried that what would happen? And we still don't know. But if it's God's will, and I'll repeat this, if it's God's will, there's nothing man can do to change it. And if it's not God's will, there's nothing man can do to make it happen. And that's where we have to have our faith, and we must not have sorrow. We must have faith, just as Jesus said, so that we can have joy, joy that no man can take from us. And that's what we have to, to march into this new year for, uh, with is that confidence God's looking out for our best interest according to his plan and we can have victory over sorrow through loving God and remember it's joy that no man can take 
We also have, if you look down at verse 33, Jesus continues to teach them and says this, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribula tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world, so we have victory over the world. Sorrow first in the world. And when we look at this world, it's a sad, sad place. And look at all the strife and the, and the hate and the fighting. And, the, and let's just get right down and call a duck a duck the sin. The disregard of God's word. People demanding their own agendas. The world. And Jesus says what? He overcome the world. He overcome it. So if, if we have Jesus as our Savior, if we have the Holy Spirit as our guide, do we not receive that same benefit that we have overcome the world as well? And we think about all the cares. Now, I'm not talking about cares and such. I mean, I know we all have those. But we should not let those burden us down to where our faith is affected by that. Because we should know and, and keep to heart that, that God has our best interest. And then we have to also remember something else. We're promised an eternity in heaven. In heaven. Eternity. That's forever. No bills to pay. No worries to worry about. No COVID. Won't be driving cars so we won't have to worry about gasoline prices. If our hopes are tied to this world, those are the things that steal that joy, steal that victory. But when our hopes are not tied to the things of this world, the things that Jesus has overcome, then they can no longer control me being defeated or being victorious. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. And that's our hope as Christians. And we have the brightest future of any people on the planet because it's secured by God. And speaking of that, death. We have victory over death. Seen a lot of death in the, in the community, a lot of death across the country this, this past month or so, uh, increased death rate because of viral infections. But let's look at Romans chapter 6 at what Paul is reminding the church at Rome, chapter 6, verses 6 through 9. He says, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, and henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, and death hath no more dominion over him. And that's what the scripture here is trying to point out to us, that if we die in Christ, while we're here, while we die and crucify our bodies here, it's dead to sin. We no longer desire to go out and live in the flesh and live in a sinful way, to demand our way. Instead, we prefer God's way. And then someday, unless Christ returns before we're called away in death, death will have no victory over us there either. Because we'll be, as Paul said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's comfort to us. That right there is enough to, to make victory already for us today. To think about that is to be absent from our bodies 
is to be present with the Lord. And we know that death doesn't discriminate by age or status or merit. And we know that it's difficult on families when it comes. But what we have to understand and how that we can be victorious is we understand that we, the living, have victory over death before death ever comes. We have that victory now and we have no need to fear death because we have that victory over that. Paul knew that. He wrote to the church of Philippians because he said that he looked forward to his day of, de of departure and he was torn between going and staying, you know, going to be with the Lord and staying to be with them. And he knew that his victory over death was real. But he also knew that while he was here on this earth, he had a very important job to do. And that's what we have to realize. We have victory over sorrow. We have victory over this world and we have victory over death as well. How did this victory come about? Well, while we're there at 6, turn over to Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2. Paul continues to write and says this. He says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which is in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Jesus or Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. So we have that victory through the Spirit through the Holy Spirit as our guide. And that's what we have to remember. We have that deliverance from the bondage of sin, the bondage of death. That's how the Holy Spirit guides us, strengthens us, keeps us on the straight path so that we can put our faith and our hope in these two facts, these two promises, these two truths that come from the Scripture. Grace is another one. Back to chapter 6. Verse 14, this time. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Is what Paul encourages the Romans, the church at Rome. The Jew was no longer bound by the law, and we were pulled in as Gentiles under grace. Grace that God made a plan for us. Grace that we're saved. Grace that he sent Jesus, who we're still celebrating his birth today. And we think about that great gift of grace, that great gift of love that came down and was, was born in those humble circumstances. That's the picture of God's grace toward all of mankind. That's how victory comes about. And it's hard to think about, especially as you drive by and you look at all those little humble manger scenes and we, we think about the humble beginnings and and you would think, how can victory come from such meager, humble beginnings? Because it's not of man. It's of God. Now, if it was of man, that would probably be questionable. But as from God, all things are possible. And we see that through the birth of Christ. It's God's grace that gives us victory as well. And then as we look over in 1 John we see something else. 1 John 5, verses 4 and 5, and, and we're going to be in this scripture a couple of times here during this as we look. 1 John 5, verse 4 and 5, John writes and says, For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world, 
And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. We see that's where our faith, that's where our victory, overcoming a defeat, as Webster's calls it. Our faith. Our faith. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begatteth loveth him also that is begotten of him. As our faith increases, so does our confidence in that victory. So let me encourage everyone here today. Let 2021 be a year that you build your faith. Continue to grow in the knowledge of the Lord and build your faith. Build your faith so you can have confidence in your victory. And as your faith grows, so will your testimony. And so it will make your witness more effective. Because let me say, if you don't have faith in what you're telling people, if you truly don't believe what you're telling people, they'll pick up on that. They'll pick up on that and reject your message. We all have something to do for the Lord. One of my favorite little songs, uh, Christmas songs, is The Little Drummer Boy. And I was watching that this morning uh, on Facebook. Somebody had posted uh, off of the CMA Awards for King and Country had played uh, that song on there. And I got to thinking about it as I was watching the, the brothers play, the, the band play and singing the song and, and the simplicity of that song. I wanted to just share this one thought with you as we go into the coming year. What's your drum? That's what that song was about. That little boy, he had no other talent, no other means other than to play his drum. And he played it the best that he could play it because he loved the Lord. This is my drum. And I beat it. Sometimes I beat it and it makes a, a good noise and sometimes it don't. But this is my drum. What's your drum? What is your drum to play in 2021? And, and play it because God's give you a drum. Just be sure you play your drum, okay? And you'll be pleasing to him because it's him that give it to you and him that's giving you the ability to play it and you do it for his glory. And that's why we can have victories, that faith, that's what I'm talking about. We can have faith enough that, that uh, through the Holy Spirit, the guide of that, through his grace, through our faith being increased, by reading God's word, by being in prayer, we can play our drums and we can be pleasing. Now, how long does this victory last? You know, a lot of times in, in the world, a victory can only be temporary. You've, we've all heard the old saying, well, we, we, uh, we won the battle, but we lost the war. Well, here's the fact of this. We don't never lose through Christ. We never lose through God's promises because the length of that time, well, let's look at what Paul writes to the church at Corinth. Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 54. Paul writes this and says, So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, 
Then shall be brought to pass the saying that it is written up, death is swallowed up in victory. Immortality, that's forever. Immortal. You know, we think about that, we see movies, and we see that being the topics of things that people wanted to gain, uh, immortal life, so they can live forever, and, and it's usually some kind of plot of some evil, sinister guy in a, in a movie. But what we're talking about here is eternal life at the feet of God in heaven. Now, Paul is quoting Isaiah here, 58, or 28, verse 5, I'm sorry. See if I can get to this. I actually think I've got that reversed. I think it's 25.8. Yes, it is. Chapter 25, verse 8. He will swallow up death in victory. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces. And rebuke the rebuke of his people he shall take away off of all the earth. For the Lord has spoken it. Now, when the Lord speaks something, it's a done deal. It's going to happen. And that's what we can, we can take faith and have. It's going to be forever, that victory is. No man can remove us from God's hand. 2 Corinthians is a whole lot like it. Paul writes uh, in his second letter in chapter 2, verse 14, he says, Now thanks be to God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. And make manifest the Savior of his knowledge by us in every place. Now, I was one time told, Rob, never say never, always or forever. And that makes a lot of sense now. When I was younger, it didn't make any sense. But those statements are things that I have no control over. God does. God controls all of the nevers. God controls all of the alwayses. And God controls all the forevers. And that's what we have to understand. When God says always, it's always. So forever and always is how long our victory lasts. But there's an important thing that we have to know. There's an important thing that we have to share with people is that who can claim the victory? The Bible's very clear about who claims that victory. Again, back in Romans chapter 8. Chapter 8, verse 1. Paul writes this, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Those who are in Christ no longer are condemned. You have to be part of the body of Christ. You must be part of the body of Christ to claim that victory. It's not one of those things that my mom and dad were good Christian folks, my grandparents, all of my family has a history of being good Christians, so therefore I should be able to, to, to slide right into this. And it's not that way. It's based off our individual relationship with God through Jesus Christ. It says those who are part of the body, there is no more condemnation for sin to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. John says, and remember I told you we would be back in 1 John again, looking at chapter 5, verses 4 and 5 again both. 
And listen to what John says in, in 5, 4. He says, Who and whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So we have to be born of God. Now, how are we born? Remember, Nicodemus, Nicodemus asked Jesus that question himself. He said, Should I enter again into my mother's womb? When he talked about and he said, it's born of the water and spirit. He didn't understand. It's talking about baptism, being reborn. Buried the old man, raised again that new creation, that born again. We have to be born of God. And look down in verse 5. Who is he that overcometh the world? He that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. We have to believe. We have to be convinced in our hearts beyond the shadow of a doubt that Jesus is exactly who he says he is. That the teachings in the Bible, everything in it, the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation is true. There is no doubt, no question in our minds. We have to believe that. You can't believe in any other name either. He that believeth in the Son of God. Jesus said, No man cometh unto the Father but through me. Not Allah, not Buddha, not Voodoo, not the many gods of the Hindus, but only in the name of Jesus. If you're born of God, believe that Jesus is the Son of God and are part of the body of Christ, then you qualify for the victory. And here's the sad but simple fact. If you're not, part of the lamb if your name's not written in the lamb's book of life you're not going to have this victory the only victories you will experience is here on earth with its defeats because someday we will all stand before god in judgment and we will either hear enter in thou good and faithful servant or we will hear depart from me you workers workers of iniquity i never knew you there's no other choice only those two enter in or depart from me. That's the victory that I'm talking about this morning. That's the victory that I want us to be reminded of as we go into 2021 and can share it with other people. And this world needs this message, folks. This world needs this message now more than it has ever needed this message. Because we slowly have seen over decades and decades this message being eroded away either through false teaching that's not telling the whole truth or by people rejecting the message altogether. So we have to live out our faith. We have to live out our victory. And we have to do it according to God's word, not being ashamed of what's in the Bible. There's no reason to be ashamed of God's word. And if you are, then you're, I'm afraid your victory is going to be here on earth only. Let's not be afraid to, to proclaim what God's word says. Because we know that God's word is the only thing that brings me into salvation. And that's the goal as we conclude here this morning. Back in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 7 through 10. Paul writes to the church at Ephesus and he says this, Wherefore I was made a minister according to the gift of grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power unto me 
who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Christ Jesus, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in the heavenly places might be known by the church, the manifold wisdom of God. Paul's goal was spreading the word, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he said, hey, I'm the least of the saints. Well, that's how I feel. I'm the least, pro I, I honestly believe I'm probably the least qualified minister that's ever stood in this pulpit, but I'm going to beat my drum. And I'm going to do it the best that I can. I'm going to do it with the kind of zeal that Paul did because it's important that we spread the gospel. It's important that we spread the message of Jesus Christ to those that are lost and dying without him because it is real. The defeat is as real as the victory. And that's what we have to remember. And when we read 1 Peter 4, verse 11, we see what it all boils down to. 1 Peter 4, 11 says it very plainly. And this is a good one to mark if you haven't got this marked in your, in your Bibles to something to go back for encouraging. He says, if any man speak... Let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. If we speak, let it be speech of God's word, of that knowledge and that wisdom, that love and that compassion. If we serve, let us serve with hands and feet that have the, the compassion and love of Jesus Christ as he displayed it to the, uh, his apostles and all the people that he was, he was around. Why? So that God may be glorified through his son Jesus Christ who was come, as we know, that we might have salvation. That we may have salvation victory. Now does that mean that things are always going to be the same? Does that mean that we're never going to have a speed bump in the road? Does that mean that we're never going to have any sickness, any trouble, any pain, any sorrow in our lives? No, it does not mean that at all. But what it does mean is all those things are temporary. Because our victory is not based off of what circumstances the world puts us in. Our victory is based off the grace of God, the love of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice, and the eternal life that his death secured for all those who believe on him. And that's what I want us to go into this new year. There's a lot of hope. There's a lot of hope. You hear a lot of hope from people talking about in interviews that 2021, because of the vaccine, we're going to have a year of hope that we get back to normal. Folks, we have no hope as individuals. We have no hope as a nation. We have no hope as a world outside of Jesus Christ as Savior. That's where hope is. 
That's where hope is. And that's what I want us to remember. And uh, so let's not act defeated. Yeah, we got addled. Uh, our knees got a little bit wobbly in 2020. We may have had to, to bounce off the ropes a little bit, as using a boxing term. But let's now that we've been to our corner, we've been regenerated through the grace and, the, and this Christmas and the star. Well, I hope everybody got to see that star one way or another. Beautiful thing, beautiful thing to see that hope and to think that we looked upon something that, that at the time of the birth of Christ that was looked upon. And to remember that promise, that grace, that victory that we have. Let us remember that. And I have one final slide as, as, we'll, have, as we'll close and, and offer, our, offer our hymn of invitation. But uh, let your faith roar so loud that you can't hear what doubt says in this coming year. Let your faith be so loud. Let your faith come to the front so much that doubt is drowned out. Now, Jesus Christ came so that we might have a Savior. There may be someone here today that has never accepted Jesus. And if you've heard the word and you believe, you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, as the scripture that we studied this morning. If you're willing to confess with your mouth that he is Savior and Lord and repent of your sins and be buried with him in baptism, raised at new creation, reborn, Born again, as Nicodemus asked Jesus about. Walking faithful until Christ returns or we're called away in death. That invitation we're going to sing this morning is for you. Maybe 2020 was your not your banner year as a Christian. And you want to make sure that the coming year is a better year. And you need to rededicate yourself. You need to be reminded, and you have been reminded, and you want to renew that, that faith and that love and that courage that God's grace gives us. And this invitation is for you as well. We're going to sing, Oh, Come All Ye Faithful. And that's where it begins, and that's what we've been talking about this morning is faith. We have to have faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, the scriptures tells us. So come all ye faithful. Joyful and triumphant. Triumph, victory, it's all the same, folks. I'm asking you, if you'll come, let's start the new year off with Jesus as our Savior, the Holy Spirit as our guide, and victory in our hand. Would you come as we stand and sing?